0: Merry Christmas, Rose. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Blanche. Merry Christmas, Dorothy. Merry Christmas, Blanche. Merry Christmas, Rose. What the hell is this, the Waltons? <laughs>
1: Hello, this is Mark, and I wanted to introduce myself and let you know how to reach out to me if you have an interest in coming onto the show. About four years ago, I created the Walnut Grovecast podcast to discuss my love of Little House on the Prairie. Since then, I've had the opportunity to speak with many people involved in the production, and when someone asked me if I would consider creating a podcast about the Waltons, I thought it was a great idea. So here we are. When I was little, my family watched the Waltons, and I don't really remember it. I remember watching it, but I don't remember specifics. Only recently have I decided to do a complete rewatch. I hope you enjoyed the series, and if you have any questions or comments, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. My email is mark, M-A-R-K, at thewaltonspodcast.com. Listening to the Walton's podcast. I have on tonight Suzanne Holland. I think we use your last name. If we didn't, yep. All right. Sometimes I forget. Um, coming from all the way on the other, the dark corners of Walnut Grove, cast making your way over here to the the Walton's podcast. How you doing, Suzanne? I'm doing just great. Yeah, this is awesome. I was so I'm so excited. I had no idea that there were so many Little House fans that liked the Waltons because we were just talking about it and there are so many people who are just they're one or the other. And um I think you're one of the few people who love both.
2: I I do. You know, and I think it often has to do with like our early upbringing and my my grandmother was a fan of the Waltons. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I had to watch it when I was there. <laughs> and my mother, like, hated the hated the Waltons, but, like, Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> so, I got my influence in both. <laughs> Which, but, you know, didn't Judy Norton Taylor talk about, or Judy Norton, is, what is it? What does she go by now?
1: I think it's just Judy Norton. I think, okay. I mean, that's her professional name still.
2: Yeah. Well, on one of her YouTube videos, she talked about, she alluded to the, the, Competitiveness between the Waltons and uh, Little House on the Prairie. This it was interesting. Weird.
1: I mean, I mean, the shows take place about what sixty years apart. Yes, and but I, I can kind of understand it. I mean, two period pieces, family wholesomeness. Like, which one is more syrupy? Um, I love this era of time. I love the 30s and I love the 40s, and so I'm really excited. I've only a gotten to about the fifth season so i'm Mm -hmm. still kind of going through and i love for instance you know john boy owns the car that i really want to buy um it's a gorgeous car yeah and there's i actually really like the pickup truck too and in better condition it's i think a ford model double a yeah which is like john senior has and you know i do car restorations and everything. So I really do have a focus now. I'm like, this, this has to be it because my car, my house is rather was built in 1925. So my garage is the original garage was built for a 1925 model. A. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's, so although I have an old VW Beetle, I have a 1972 VW Beetle that I'm almost done restoring and that fits in there. But only a little car can fit in there. And mm-hmm. I just would love to see my garage with a period correct car sitting in it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I think in later seasons, the variety of vehicles gets even more impressive.
1: Ah, oh, I can't Not wait
2: necessarily to, owned by the immediate family, but mm-hmm. you start seeing more cars.
1: Yeah, I love that. I, I kind of wonder, um, and it might I'm still new to the Walton's universe, so this might be common knowledge. But I wonder whatever happened to these cars. Um You know, what what happened to John Boy's um, car? I don't know. (laughs) Um, Well, one thing that maybe people even notice immediately is that this theme song, we're now in season three for this particular episode, season three, episode seven, and we get the shorter theme (laughs) because in that first season, it was a minute and a half of like, wow, that That's crazy, even for the seventies. Yeah,
2: I really like the first season opening. Mm -hmm. um, You know, but pretty soon you get tired of seeing him unload that radio and (laughs) carry it. You know, it's like. But I like like, how.
1: Yeah, it's it is really funny, and it's not even a scene from the show. I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, it is
2: not, and um, (laughs) the cast was different for the homecoming, so you know it's not from that. Mm
1: -hmm. I love the radio too. Everybody does. Um, But yeah, so I'm thoroughly enjoying The Waltons. Um, I still love Little House, but I know Little House. I know every episode. I've seen every episode multiple times. This is a brand new show to me. Um, So what show are we talking about? What episode have we chosen?
2: Uh, This is The System, which is part of the third season. And I don't know. I've just always enjoyed this one. I think the character actor who appears as Tom, I really enjoy seeing him and I think Mm -hmm. he fits in well with the rest of the cast. And I've seen him in other things, but I couldn't really rattle them off to you. You He's never been a big actor, but I've always enjoyed him in just about everything he's been in.
1: I've seen him in everything. Right. But I cannot name one thing I've seen him in. Um, I could have sworn he was in a number of Woody Allen films from the seventies, but he wasn't. And I don't know what I've seen him in. (laughs) It's, it's really bizarre to me. That I cannot yeah. place him.
2: Yeah, um, I think his name is Richard Moser, but I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that right.
1: Um, I'll, I'm going to fact check that as we play our mm-hmm. first, um, you know, and, little clip here. But I'm sorry. And,
2: there's just some really nice exchanges in here that I find a little heartwarming, and um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to those. But it, it's just overall an enjoyable episode. But at the same time, it begs questions like, "Why is this happening?"
1: Right. It's. I think it's a weird. Episode. It's a weird show, but it also um, is an episode that kind of makes me kind of wish I knew the Waltons. The way that Tom is just kind of welcomed into the family. Um, yes. The way they just kind of are all sitting around the table like this in this huge family. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure it would get tiresome quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of come from a big family, but my mm-hmm. immediate family is very small. They, yeah. you know my current and you know it's big families you know it's they're overrated sometimes mm-hmm.
2: you, you know in little house in the episode blind journey there's that episode where um at the blind school mary mm-hmm. and adam receive that telegram from pa that says walnut grove has adopted your school and your children yes, you yes. know i'll be there to help transport love pa and everything's all right and there's like a couple of moments like that in this episode where it's just heartwarming. Like, I love this family or, <laughs> right. you like, know,
1: yeah. I mean, not to get too far into it already is like, for instance, when Tom's dad shows up and he's yes. like, all oh, I mean, the guy seems like just a, like a nice guy and everything. And he missed the bus and he needs you know a ride. And yeah. you know, John's like, Hey, you know what? I don't want to hang yeah. out with my father anymore. let's get on the road and take a ride.
2: Mm-hmm. And they don't have much, but they you're welcome to all they have.
1: Yeah, but I, I've i also noticed that if you watch season one, you're kind of like saying, well, they don't seem too broke. They don't seem... They really don't. But then and they season eat like two, kings. But season two, they really poured them up.
2: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, they
1: it, but they always kind of eat funny. so well. And is this an ongoing trend with Jim Bob? Does Jim Bob just always ask stupid questions?
2: Yeah, he's really... I don't know. He seems <laughs> like he's almost, um, i it's hard to put into words, but he seems like he might be not cognitively there right, by right. the things he says sometimes. But he's got like a really great mechanical mind.
1: Yeah. I mean, we see um, when he asks a certain question, we see Ben in the background like, oh. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. Like, what do you think? I think he's just a dork.
1: Yeah, that's it. He's a nerd. Uh, But here we go. We have our first voiceover um, from someone who claims to have grown up in uh, Virginia, but he seems to have a Canadian accent. So Ah. you kind of doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But of course, the voiceovers are um, always done by Earl Hamner Jr., which is pretty cool. Yes.
3: When I was growing up on Walton's Mountain, the word honor was hardly ever used. But its meaning was well understood. Honorable behavior was something that was expected in my family. Therefore, I found it strange when, like every other freshman at school, I was told that honor was a tradition and that the heart of it was to be found in a system that governed our lives as students and one that, if ignored, could end our days as members of the student body.
1: So this guy looks like Mr. Belvedere.
2: (laughs) He does, like from the movies.
1: Yeah, um, well, the TV show Mister Belvedere. Okay, is it was it a movie?
2: There, there were some early movies.
1: Oh, okay, um, but yeah, that's, he looks exactly like that, but um, he doesn't have the British accent. My then, honor, I, Whoops, I'm sorry.
2: Then there's the perfect, perfect writing on yes. the blackboard. You don't like, find that in Walnut Grove.
1: You don't find that in Warner Grove. It's just
2: actually Scrawled you know, my Willie.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's good. it's really a really good point. Um, if you whoops, if you look at that, I mean, it, who has handwriting like that? No one need a ruler, and <laughs> it's so perfectly white. Yeah, and it's kind of funny if you were to start analyzing what they erased, and if it, you know, yes, it's like dirty jokes or something, <laughs> limericks, <laughs> limericks, the sea shanties. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be actually pretty awesome. What? Um, so this guy. Well, yeah, he's, I'm just gonna play what he's uh, talking about.
4: On this examination, will be sole witness as to the integrity of your work. So, until Friday morning class dismissed, I will see Mr. Walton and Mr.
1: Povich. Please. So this petrifies me. If I if I thought college was as serious as they make it, I don't even. I wouldn't have gone. It would just. It would scare me.
2: You're there, you're paying to get an education and they dump this on you.
1: Yeah, I mean, take the two scholarship kids and it's like, you have to like, you know, really work for that scholarship. Yeah. See the size of that globe back there? Holy cow. I love globes. Yeah. Look at that though. That's a pretty cool one. Um, I love the way that the set designs are and how they're in a lot of ways, very similar to Little House on the Prairie with um, how accurate. I mean, this totally looks like pre-war or maybe during the war. When, I don't know. I don't I don't really know what style this would have fallen into. I would call it pre-war, but I'm probably wrong. But like all of these things, it just looks like really accurate for the period of time. Even like his chair, it just looks like something that would be totally from like late 20s, early 30s.
2: It really does look great.
1: Um, so he's going to explain to John that John needs to tutor Tom. Which is grossly unfair. Yeah, like, who has the time for this? Uh, What holiday are they talking about? Are they just talking about the weekend being a holiday? I think it's
2: Founder's Day.
1: Oh, Founder. I didn't even... That's an episode of Little House right
2: there. I know.
1: (laughs) Um, But Tom Povich, he's a football player, um, and he's there on a football scholarship, which, you know, is pretty amazing. But... I would imagine that any type of sports type of scholarship has to be really challenging.
2: Yeah. I mean, all the extra time you have to put in.
1: Yeah. Um, I never really thought about it. Uh, Let's see. We have, um, they're trying to come up with like, all right, when are we going to do this? Because Tom has to practice. I don't know if he has to do four hours after his classes or it's like spread out. Is it like four hours straight of practice?
2: I don't know. He needs a snack in between, for heaven's sake.
1: <laughs> a power bar or something. But so, yeah, they're playing football with almost no protective gear. Like, they basically have leather helmets.
2: They're all getting CTE.
1: Yeah, it's really scary, right? I mean, it's tackle football. I would not want to get tackled by these guys. Mm-hmm. It's, um, are you a football fan? Um, or a sports fan? I used fan? to be
2: a big Steelers fan back in the back in the day. Um, but I really haven't followed football for years and years.
1: I, my eyes glaze over whenever there's sports on the screen. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I don't know what they're like. They're yelling at each other and I don't know what they're doing. I, I have no idea at all. I go to my kids like tennis matches and I'm just like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Like
2: I'm just, ah, the boy.
1: Yeah. It just, it, I just don't know what I'm looking at. Okay. So let's see. <laughs> I'm going to skip over some of the sports stuff.
2: I think they look ridiculous in those leather helmets.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's better than nothing, I guess. What's funny is the coach will go, "Yeah, but it's saving his life." Yeah, <laughs> not really. Um. All right, so yeah, they're talking about how they're going to approach this tutoring um task. That what is this outfit that John's wearing? Is this is like a crazy '70s looking shirt that he has with the
2: well, you know, we've seen out? the shirt before. Oh yeah. But this shirt he had that he's using as a light jacket, I don't think he needs. But um, <laughs> it doesn't fit him really. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. He's got a button button low. What's going on with him?
2: <laughs> I don't know. So he, I bet those pants Those plants need to flare at the bottom.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think Michael Landon could pull off this shirt.
2: I don't like it when he wears a shirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't like it when he wears a shirt at all. Right. Oh,
5: boy. How you doing? Some days I don't either. (laughs) You're staying at the dorm, aren't you? Well, why don't you come home with me? You can stay at my house tonight, and we can study all day tomorrow. Won't your folks mind? You're bringing someone home just like that? no, don't worry about it. Come on, we'll get your thing.
1: I just watched the Dahmer miniseries that everybody's talking about on Netflix. Yes. And this is, like, totally, like, like, this guy's going to kill you, Tom. (laughs) Don't go
2: Right. And Tom... Tom's like, but how will I go to the bathroom?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He's like, okay, I'll go home with this guy. I just met 15 minutes ago. who I only know from class. No problem.
2: But it's nice for John boy to have that kind of freedom and know that, that nobody will have a problem with it.
1: Yeah. I think it's, I think it's great. Actually. I, I don't think I grew up that way. I don't think I am that way. No, (laughs) me either. Here we have grandma, uh, Grandma and Grandpa, it's always fun, yeah, they're little I it. <laughs> And she's carrying her chicken and she's gonna kill that chicken. <laughs> it's so funny. He just kisses her neck and scares the yes. crap out of her
4: now look what you've gone and made me do well since when a little old nip in the neck gets you upset? well it's not decent in broad daylight yeah i don't know what possessed me something must just come over me the mere sight of you moved me to madness
1: they're always doing this it's amazing they are yeah (laughs) and she's always fighting them off and he's always like grabbing at her it's so funny i
2: bet she started calling him old man like when
1: 30. <laughs>
2: the first year of their marriage when yeah. they were like 20. Old man. How will you go catch that chicken you made me lose? Go
4: on. Well, I don't know. That particular chicken can outrun this old rooster. Well, it can't outrun me. That's our supper for tonight. <laughs> it. Come on. You're running all the skin off its bone. Let the old girl have its freedom.
1: <laughs> you feisty ball of feathers. I'll get you as soon as I get my bread. She's the most freckly little girl I've ever seen in my life she Um, (laughs) is
2: she's adorable
1: yeah like she she's definitely if i had to compare a laura are we i i don't know if it's fair to start comparing um
2: i never thought of that
1: i i think that um i don't know she's a cuter little girl She's also younger though actually no maybe about the same age right
2: well see this this would have been she has to be a few years older but not many
1: No, I think she might be younger than uh, Melissa Gilbert.
2: Really? Well, she's portrayed as being a younger age than well, this Laura was in 1974. So. Oh, wait,
1: you know what? You're right. well. This came out. I didn't even mention it before. October 24th, 1974.
2: Um, I was three. <laughs>
1: three. I was one ish.
2: So you probably don't remember.
1: No, I don't. I, don't <laughs> I know remember. I don't. <laughs> Probably don't remember. I remember. It it's really
2: interesting because in my fourth birthday photo, you can see in one of the shots, you can see the Waltons in the background. No on the way. TV. Yeah.
1: Well, do you I know should the send episode? it to you later. Do you know the episode?
2: No. We I need to look to. it up.
1: No, we have to figure that out. That's amazing. We do.
2: I, I I'll I'll send it to you when we're done.
1: Now, there's... um. A Walton's episode that aired on the day of my birth, which I think is really great. Wow! Yeah, I believe it's the roots.
2: Oh, that's a good episode. Yeah,
1: I was like, all right, it's a good. It's not like some crappy like throwaway episode. I was pretty happy about that. It's a really good one. So let's see. uh, Cammie Kotler was born on in June of 1965. Let's look at Melissa Gilbert. Yes. Sorry, I'm. Dun 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 dun. The magic of technology. Be funny if they have the same exact birthday. That would be hilarious. May 8th, 1964. So a year. Okay. So Melissa Gilbert's a year older. That makes sense. But yeah, she definitely... Um, Kami Kotler wins with the freckles. Um, definitely. So let's see... All right, I'll, I'll play a little bit more of this clip.
4: Carla, why are you talking to the chicken? She's trying to <laughs> entice the chicken to be in her grasp. Now, well, you can,
6: children, you go catch that
5: chicken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what's weird is a week later, it would be Halloween, right? So, yes. Um, and the next episode is the spoilers, which would air on Halloween. It's not even a good, it's not even a Halloween episode. No. You should have done the Ouija one on right. Halloween. That would have been perfect.
2: You know, I think John Boy comes precariously close to running over his siblings
1: or a couple of them. <laughs> you mean right here? Yes. All right, let's watch. Hey,
5: uh, come on, John Boy. Yeah. hey, hey, everyone!
1: I wouldn't trust those brakes. No. This is Tom. P- what What is your opinion about how you know you know how we got the car and everything and what the car looked like and then he painted it? Yes. What do you think about that whole thing?
2: Um, it wasn't one of my favorite episodes, but I love that he painted the car, and I love the color of it. I love that creamy you color. You didn't like
1: the car? I just reviewed that with Susan. <laughs> I love that <laughs> episode. <laughs> I don't know. It's so depressing. Oh, it is depressing, but John got the car.
2: <laughs> he needed that car. Um, there were so many things that had to come together mm-hmm. in order for him to go to college, and I think that, that this... You know, that series, that episode arc did a really good job of conveying the amount of sacrifice and just logistics mm-hmm. that it, that were required. They so. took their
1: time, too, which is something yeah. you just don't get with today's television. You know, everything is kind of like, well, it's this, this, or this. And, you know, here it was, you know, his car didn't come very easily. Um, especially in that episode, he... I thought that that was a really powerful episode like he drove that kind of um really beaten up car at first like in the very mm-hmm. beginning of the episode and they just didn't have the money to buy it. So, that's true. Let's see. Um introducing Tom to the family, uh we got a really long scene where Tom is teaching, well maybe not teaching them, but playing football with them. Yeah. Which, uh,
2: I like yeah. how John plays with his kids.
1: Yeah, I think it's nice. John um I wasn't really, I still am not really sure about him, but I like, I like his parenting. Yes. He's pretty mild mannered. I kind of like the fact that they, at least in within season five, that he doesn't go to church. Like, I like the fact that he's said in his ways, like I'm, he's a spiritual person, but he's not like a religious person. Right. He's a moral, like good person.
2: Um, and he wants his children to have options as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he would definitely sacrifice almost anything for his kids. He would. And he has. And did. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I think the one I just watched is where he had pneumonia. Oh, that's a really good oh, one. That was a, and that's a season finale. That was a tense one, man. Man.
2: Oh, when, yeah, <laughs> when John Boy goes and tells him what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, my.
1: Yeah, like that was intense. It's like John, no, and I was getting scared. Yeah, <laughs> the, like John's looking back, like I better get out of here. I've never got him so mad. Then you have the guy next to him, like listening and hitting on. How Aaron. could you not? No, hitting on um Mary. Oh my God, what Mary Ellen? Yes, I almost called her Mary Beth. I don't know what that. I have a hard time. I'm still learning all their names. <laughs> That's okay. There's a lot of them. I remember Esther's name. Um, But here we go. All right. So we're all playing um, kind of a little bit of banter. Oh, it's dinner banter. And just like on Little House, whenever they're sitting around the table, they're just kind of, you know, discussing the day. And this is where the gossip kind of gets pushed into.
4: Brantler Rice wrote about him in Collars Magazine. He thinks that Jay Burwanger of Chicago University is the best runner in
6: football. Best I ever saw in person was uh, Clark Hinkle of Bucknell. He's professional man.
1: Dinner with milk. I don't know. It just doesn't really work in a Jewish household usually. But,
2: it doesn't work for me just because I hate milk. But, they,
1: and it's such white milk. Right?
2: Yeah. One, one of the things I like about him, Tom, as a guest is that, you know, he talks to the children, the smaller children, as if they were adults and answers their questions, mm-hmm. and he just has a nice way about him. He's a good guest. Oh, I love him. And he compliments I, yeah.
1: the food, and
2: he's nice, so, nice he's
1: guy. He's so nice.
4: Pass some milk, please. Esther, while this young man is eating with us, I suggest you go out and buy another cow. <laughs>
6: Chicken and dumplings are real good, too. they
4: grandma's specialty. I heard that some professionals get paid $100 a game. Mm. You mean that grown men get paid just to play football?
6: Well, I get to go to school free because I play.
4: If you're a good player, why do you go to school at all?
6: Well, I don't want to be a football player.
4: Well, now, I don't understand you. You go
5: to college free because you're a good football player, but you don't want to be one? Grandma, it's a scholarship just like mine. He gets his books and tuition free.
0: You mean if you played football, you could have gotten a scholarship for that?
5: Sure, but can you see me playing football? (laughs) No. You have to be very good at
6: it. How much time do you put in practicing? About four hours a day.
1: I think 4 hours a day is probably very minimal compared to football players today. For some reason, I just think that they probably do more.
2: Yeah, I especially, you know, pro ones, but yeah. I I don't know, it just seems like so much. I've been struggling struggling with time management the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. and uh it just seems like a huge block of time. But it could be mm-hmm. like a like morning, you know, running or something and then practice, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I would, I would hope that it's two hours in the morning, two hours out. But it's all strenuous. We see how the, that coach is like a slave driver.
6: It must be pretty right. tough to he study is. night after all that. Yeah, it sure is. And I have to keep up a C average, otherwise. <laughs> you don't sound like you're from this part of the country. No. No, I'm from a small coal town near Pittsburgh.
4: Halakripa. Mm-hmm. Where's that?
6: in Pennsylvania. It's far away from here.
5: You have sawmill?
6: No. No, my papa works in the mines.
5: You live in a house?
6: Sure. Only we don't own it. Or the land either. You folks do, don't you? Yes, we do. You live in a company house, huh?
4: Right. What's that? Oh, it's like that soapstone quarry up the mountain. The workers live in the
5: houses that the company owns. You understand that all these questions are just preparatory to Dr. Emery's examination.
1: So it's really interesting how they bring up the company house thing. Um, that's something that's really kind of gone out of fashion.
2: Yeah, you don't hear about those anymore. But I think it's a part of that. The impression that we have about coal mines mm-hmm. is, you know, I
1: owe my soul to the company store. Yeah, really? Yeah. We're a company man. Um, yes. No. So. John Boy and Tom go up to study. Tom is like super, super bushed. And he talks about having another job because obviously the scholarship covers, you know, tuition and books. And I, I kind of got the impression that it also covered his, um, his living quarters. I, I don't know. If I would think sure. so. Yeah, you would think, right? But it doesn't cover um, John Boy's. Or maybe John Boy doesn't take advantage of it.
2: Maybe not. Maybe he prefers to live at home because <laughs> he has to help out.
1: Yeah. His mom can do his laundry and stuff like that. But John exactly. talks about how he takes a job where he gets up at 530 in the morning to, um, I don't know if he's saying coaling furnaces, which I'm thinking, yeah. do you know what that means? I have a guess. I think
2: it means he has to go down and stoke the furnaces and fill them with coal yeah. to make sure that they the building stays warm.
1: Yeah, I guess like he goes there first thing and he just cuz back in those days you would get coal deliveries instead of like oil or gas deliveries. Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy.
2: Somehow, yeah. You know, somehow I think he has to clean the bathrooms too, but I don't know where I got that idea.
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't catch that at all. Maybe that was Yeah, so uh, I think edit- I made it up as <laughs> Added to his complaint list. I have to do this, too. Yes. Um, Let's see. Now, we get this little subplot of Ben. Whoops. I'm kind of trying to find exactly the point. And um, here we go. Oh, man. I, I totally messed that up. I'm sorry. What are you doing there? Shh.
5: Ben's in there. Well, what's wrong with Ben being in there? I don't know. I can't see. Yeah. Are you
2: all right? Can anyone have any privacy in this
1: house? What is that room? Do you know? Is that That's just- the attic. Oh, I think that this is one of the weirdest sets. Um, the whole show has very strange sets where they have a lot of multiple layers, like where everything is separated by three or four steps. Like even in Ike's store, That's true. you see that where the pool table is.
2: Yeah, you, you see, you've got that in other platform, shows. and um, yeah, the the up to the attic, they have a full set of stairs behind that door, and it goes up to the. It looks like a full attic too. It's not like it. It, it, it doesn't have there? like those, um, the roof lines and things that you expect to see. It feels like a room only darker.
1: You're right. I'm going to freeze frame it. Yeah. yeah I, well, here really I see much. You see, I guess that's the inside of a mattress over here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I never-
2: there, there are a number of scenes in the series that take place in the attic. So huh. um, it always looks different when you see what's up there. But,
1: but they catch Ben doing something mysterious. Um, I don't know if, I mean, as a viewer, do you know what he's doing yet? I mean... Looks like he's, I mean, we kind of know, we can guess.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we have lots of ideas, but <laughs> yeah, no, right. it's impossible to tell at this point.
1: Yeah. Um, Jason's caught spying on Ben.
4: I know you're there, Jason. All
0: right, I'm here.
4: Every time I turn around lately, you've been spying on me.
0: What's the matter with you lately anyway?
4: Nothing's the matter with me. What's the matter with you turning into a spy all of a sudden? <laughs> Ben, what's bothering you? You. Why don't you just leave me alone? Eh? Hey, fishing. You two boys playing hooky from school again? No, we were just leaving, Grandpa. Oh, that's too bad. You know, because if you was playing hooky to go fishing, I'd kind of like to go along with you.
1: He <laughs> gotta love him. I love the attitude. he get yelled at. Yeah. <laughs> He's always like, um, I would love to see a prequel of like what these characters were like when they were younger. Um, you know, Grandpa and John Senior.
2: That would be Man, interesting. And
1: yeah. Esther. Yeah, and Esther. Like, you know, she wasn't such a curmudgeon when she was younger.
4: What are you going to school that way for? I'm going the long way around. There's plenty of time.
5: Oh. Grandpa, have you noticed Ben
4: lately? Ben is the kind of fella it's pretty hard not to notice. <laughs> Does he seem strange to you? Oh, boys that age act kind of strange. It's a phase they go through with. Matter of fact, you are going through one of them phases right now.
1: How- <laughs> so yeah, it's a, we're just kind of um, setting up like something there. We get a like, kind of a long little thing where they're um, where John Boy and Tom are studying. <laughs> it's very romantic.
2: It and, is. Yeah. and look at Tom's fancy pants.
1: <laughs> they are pretty fancy, <laughs> and he's like crazy shirt does John boy always wear suspenders he does right he's a suspender. it sure seems like it yeah let's see grandma goes down to the cellar and we get a little bit of a better idea that ben is kind of rolling his own <laughs> to smoke <laughs> um, he's gonna get sick <laughs> and um grandma catches ben
5: yeah grandma what's the matter boy
4: nothing grandma well, you can't just be doing nothing. you got to be doing something. I was thinking. Well, you just go on outside and do your thinking in the sunshine. Go
1: <laughs> on. Sure, Grandma. But he stashed his tobacco. Uh, let's see. Now we have um, the test. Tom is super yes. nervous about the test, but I think at this point we're pretty confident he's going to at least pass.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's put a lot of effort into it.
1: Yeah, when he was two, awake, Spent two whole days studying. <laughs> That's your typical college um, experience, right there, right? Yeah, it was worth going to the Waltons just for the food. Yeah, I mean, he even said, "These like, are what's for breakfast." You know, it's like a bed yes. and breakfast. It's literally the bed and breakfast that they have now in Virginia. Um. So let's see. They're going to sit down. I'm going to play some of what the teacher says, which I don't know. It just seems kind of cringy. Um this whole thing
4: according to the rules of the honor system i shall not return to this classroom until 90 minutes from now please remember if any of you believe a fellow classmate is looking at another's test paper and copying from it you are obliged to turn that student into the honor council your failure to do so will result in your be- that
1: guy's mustache <laughs> it just doesn't seem to fit in total yeah.
4: being considered just as guilty as he may be should you both be caught all examinations upon completion are to be signed with your pledge and your signature
1: snitches get stitches. But yeah, I mean, it's so strange um, compared to now. Um, Did you ever have professors or any teachers leave while you're testing?
2: Not, I mean, on occasion, but not for the honor system. I mean, I've read about it in other colleges I don't know if if some still have it, but it's sort of weird because how can you prove that somebody saw something? I mean, right? Well, and you're just as guilty. I don't know. It's a he said, she said kind of. uh,
1: Who knows what went on? Seems like a slippery slope. But what if everybody chose to cheat? (laughs) Right? We had a hundred percent cheating. Screw the honor system. I want a higher grade.
2: But nobody can prove that you saw something.
1: Right. It's so hearsay. I'd stay it's, out of it. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, he can take a picture, I guess. But Yes. Um, let's see. So the bottom line is Tom, it appears Tom turned and looked at the person who sat next to him, um, looked at his paper. Yes. Um, John Boyce saw him and <laughs> they, it was a weird little moment where they, everybody kind of saw it. Everybody saw each other.
2: Yeah, and some guys, sees John Boyd, see something. Like, yeah. ugh.
1: If you see something, it's so complicated. say something. You know? I just,
2: I would want to go into a closet and take my test and just be away from people.
1: Right, like, I'm stressed enough. Why am I, like, monitoring these idiots that I'm surrounded by?
2: And how do you monitor without looking at other people? Right, there you go. That's a great point.
1: Ugh. You mind your business. Otherwise, you... Yes, and this is where damn people. This is where Tom is going to jump John Boy and beat him down. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell him, I'll kill you and your family. I'll kill you where you stand. <laughs> he already kidnapped Ben. Smoky. Yes, <laughs> He's in the car smoking.
5: Yeah. I see you. I don't want to talk to you.
1: When I first saw this, I thought it was going to turn into like a bully situation because he's so nice. Like, Yeah, oh man, that would gonna- be scary. Oh, really? It would be because he he is bigger and he's like a football player and he's, you know, the family likes him so much. (laughs) It'd be actually kind of perfect, right?
2: It would. Yeah. Twist ending. Tom, what did you have to do
5: that for? You knew the answer to every question on that test.
6: Are you going to the honor council? I think I'd rather die. I think it's what you have to do.
1: What would you do? I mean, it's a kind of a moral question here. Like, do you Uh, think that you would go? I think it's
2: a little less moral, but self-preservation. Right, yeah, you're right. I don't think he personally cares. Mm -hmm. He might be disappointed because he helped him. But I don't think he has time to go to some stupid honor council. I don't think he thinks it's his place to police Mm -hmm. these things. But on the other hand, there's the chance that somebody saw him see this guy. So Right, right. He's got that hanging over his head
1: And he knows that this, the class is full of rats So he oh, can't trust dirty, them Oh, dirty, dirty rats Yeah
5: I don't understand you at all First you cheat on a test and then you tell me to turn you in
6: Houns saw you What? He looked over at you just when you looked at me Great
5: Wasn't anyone in there watching his own paper like <laughs> you're supposed to?
6: Look, I did something stupid But there's no need for both of us to have to pay for it Well, we're both it. gonna pay for it because that's a system Why did you do that? I got scared.
1: I mean, is it so bad that he just glanced? I don't
2: know. Apparently. Uh, Yeah.
1: I mean, it's and the honor council. I mean, the honor council is kind of horrifying, in my opinion. I would not. Can you imagine it? Yeah. Sorry, go on. Can I imagine? Go ahead. No, you go on.
2: Can you imagine if Nellie Olson was in this class with her (laughs) old jacket and?
1: No, she would be on the Honor Council. She'd be actually behind the desk judging, saying, no, you must leave the university.
2: And what makes them so great that they're on the Honor Council?
1: Are they students? I mean, they're students. Yeah. I don't know. What makes them so good? They have very high honor.
5: I make this statement according to the rules of the honor system, respectfully. Thank you, Mr. Walton. You may sit. Mr. Townsend, I'd like to hear from you.
1: There's the rat. (laughs) You gotta jump this guy later. This stupid bow tie.
5: It was about 20 minutes past 11. I looked up (laughs) and I observed Mr. Povich. He was copying from the paper to his left. Mr. Walton was watching him at the same moment as he just told you.
0: Have you anything further to add? No, sir. You may take your seat.
2: Oh, am I glad you're here. I'd have hated to turn you in,
1: too. I would just turn your dead man.
2: <laughs> he loves it.
1: Oh.
0: Mr. Povich, here at Boatwright, we govern ourselves under a system which equates the honor of the group with the honor of the individual. Now, you're here because two gentlemen have charged you with cheating, which is a major offense of that system. If you're found guilty, it will be our duty to expel you from school. You are entitled to a defense of the charge. You may be represented by legal counsel if you so wish.
6: I'm guilty. And the pledge I signed was a lie.
0: Mr. Povich, if there's even the slightest doubt as to your guilt... I told you I'm guilty. Mr. Povich, you have not been excused.
5: Um... Excuse me. Sir? I would... I would like to be able to speak for Mr. Povich at this hearing. But Mr. Walton, only a few moments ago, you acknowledged... I reported Mr. Povich because I'm obliged to do so under the rules of the honor system. That doesn't mean I want to see him get... That doesn't mean that I would like to see him get dismissed from school. You say he is entitled to counsel. If he agrees, I think it's only appropriate that I be the one to defend him.
1: Gonna get the electric chair with John Boy. What does this guy know about the law?
2: Uh, nothing. But I think John Boy has a good. I mean, it's a good point. If he's entitled to counsel, like what kind of jerk shows up with counsel at the honor the <laughs> honor meeting? Right. Like, does anybody bring an actual attorney? That's sad.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, his whole life is riding on this.
2: Yeah,
1: the dep- it's the depression. That's true, yeah. The STEM depression. Like when I grew up on Walton's Mountain during the depression. He says it like yes. half the time. I mean, during the depression, did they refer to the depression as the depression?
2: Yes. Because was it-, it wasn't the first depression. Hmm. It was the depression.
1: The depression
2: depression like recession
1: um so. so they're kind of chatting about like what's their defense they don't have a much of a defense but they kind of go back right. and forth and you know they're, they're just trying to figure out what's what they're going to do this is more of a visual scene but ben kind of sneaks away into this looks like a Saudi or something <laughs> that he's going
2: it into. does like reefer madness it is
1: like (laughs) you know cocaine fiends um but yeah Yeah. it's like reefer madness with like him smoking and coughing uh jason hears it and he goes over to grandpa for some sage advice all right jason
4: I take it you wouldn't have dared come out here to the garden at all and there's something on your mind uh, troubling you?
5: Grandpa? Mm-hmm? What would you do if you saw somebody doing something you knew they shouldn't be doing?
4: I take it you've seen somebody doing something wrong you don't think they had ought to be doing? Yes, sir, I have. Oh, uh, well, how serious a crime is it that they've committed? Well, you, c- you couldn't actually call it a
5: crime. What is it? It's Ben, Grandpa. He's smoking cigarettes.
1: Hey. That was easy. <laughs> he just re- yeah, it, was, it wasn't really too difficult.
4: Well, you told your daddy about it.
5: Well, see, I know Ben's going to get caught sooner or later, and I remember what daddy made me do when he caught me smoking. What was that? He made me eat a whole cigarette.
4: <laughs> Ooh. Well, <laughs> it made you stop making a chimney out of the top of your head, didn't it? Sure did. Mm -hmm. it's pretty drastic. I think I can think of something better than
1: that. So I've never smoked or anything. So luckily I've never been caught smoking. But um, yeah, I would imagine like if you had to eat a tobacco cigarette, it would not be a very pleasurable experience. But I think grandpa's method in a little bit um, is also seems to be very effective.
2: You know, I'm interested in what what was the main issue with Ben smoking? Because they were largely unaware of any health effects at this time. So well,
1: I, I why is it such a huge deal? I'm pretty sure that people knew. I mean, if you were to go through something as simple as like, I have um, a catalog here, like um, Montgomery Ward catalog from like the 1890s or 1880s. And it has, like, a ton of remedies for, you know, smoker's lung. And I think they were well aware that smoking caused a number of issues, but there wasn't any medical um, background to say, like, well, that's where lung cancer comes from or mouth cancer and all the other things that, you know, smoking leads to.
2: But they were vaguely aware. That's a good
1: point. They must have. I mean, you're you're breathing in smoke. They must have. Did they call it the depression? (laughs) It's one (laughs) of those kind of things. Um, And this is also a period of time now that is about 90 years ago, which is crazy. Yeah. It's really crazy.
6: And I just didn't trust myself.
1: And this is basically, this scene reminds me of the end of like a Brady Bunch episode or the ending of most 70s shows where you learn like, I learned the lesson and this is how we're going to, you know, everything will be fine after this conversation, but it's not.
6: So I looked at no. the paper, the fellow next to me was writing and John saw me.
2: And you told, what kind of friend are you?
6: Oh, he didn't want to. He had to, Mary Ellen.
1: The whole family's there for this story. It's story time, right?
2: And he remembers Mary Ellen's name. Oh, like, man. that's impressive.
1: Yeah, right? It's uh, even later, like when Ben doesn't feel well, he's like, you okay, Ben? It's like. Wow. They look alike. I mean, how are you remembering which carrot top is a carrot top?
6: According to the boat ride <laughs> rule, seeing it happen and not reporting it would have made him just as guilty as me.
1: Well, no one
4: would
2: have known about it if you hadn't said anything.
5: Mary Ellen, it's not the
1: point. I love that Mary Ellen is basically blaming John Boy. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, in some ways, I would feel the same way. But they make a good point.
0: It would have been like
5: lying. And if someone else saw, then John Boy would have gotten in trouble, right? Someone else did.
6: Both of us would be out of school now if John hadn't have spoken up.
5: Well, I still don't
3: think you had to do it.
6: Now there's not much sense in talking about who should have done what.
1: So do you have like a favorite character um, or one that you were like, you know, that's me or that's the one that I find the most entertaining? You mean in,
2: like in... The kids
1: yeah, or, or anybody or in general i mean you know maybe um maybe Liv was your favorite
2: um i really did like Liv. i like grandma best mm-hmm. i think because i like how she goes off on people but she really isn't like that
1: <laughs> i didn't like her for a while i had to like kind of yeah. warm up to her because i'm like she's such a grump all the time she's always complaining about somebody but Right. Now, now it's better. They, they warmed her up a little bit. But as for yeah. the kids, um, I mean, so you got Aaron, Jason, Ben, Mary Ellen. I'm trying to do this off the top of my head. Um, yeah. And JB. Mm-hmm. And there's two more. I
2: can't stand Aaron. I know that for sure.
1: Really? All right. So a lot of people don't like Aaron. I like Aaron. Oh, she.
2: Oh, she's arrogant and prissy and holier <laughs> than thou.
1: I, like her. I know it's mean. I'm judgy. No, Susan <laughs> has the same opinion. Yeah. Um,
2: kind of weird. Yeah. I really do like John Boy. And maybe it's because his character is better developed. But I like how he has, like, dark moments. But at the same time, he usually is pretty upbeat and makes good decisions. Yeah, So, I, I like that.
1: You know the episode where, um, I don't remember the, n- the name of it, they were basically buying an encyclopedia set? Yes. Well, that one is one of the ones where, I don't know, I, I really like John Boy in that particular episode. It was there was something about it that was dark. And I agree with you. Like there are moments where John boy gets into these situations. Um, like when he published his book and he did the the, uh, self publishing, that was one of those kind of moments where he, it was a low point for the character. Um, and you know, it's like normal human depression, you know? And, um, yeah. It's that we cool. all you cool. know,
2: we all go through it yeah. and it's nice to see a character nuanced enough to have those ups and downs mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. But right. you know, I'll write off anything he does because he has to live with Aaron.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I can't stand her.
1: But Jim Bob asks such ridiculous questions. That's my yeah. thing. Um only that actually he asked um did he ask the question?
6: Here. both of us would be out of school now if john hadn't have spoken up
1: well i still
2: don't think you had to do it
6: now there's not much sense in talking about who should have done what the important thing is what's going to happen now Well, uh, i get to have a hearing
4: you mean like a regular court
1: trial No, in a moment jim bob is going to ask his, um question and look at um what's the kid's name <laughs> the kid elizabeth elizabeth all right look at her face she's just, like dozing off practically it kind of hilarious. That's how kids are. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's also kind of like, they all look so comfortable with each other too. That's maybe a big part of this, but all right. So Jim Bob's moment is coming up. And if you can just remember to look at Ben in the background.
6: Yes, ma'am. And John is going to defend me. You think he can do any good? Well, I hope so.
1: Can they put you in jail?
6: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, <laughs>
2: And Ben just
1: shakes his head. Yeah, he's like, he's not even like, I don't know. It's like, oh, Jim Bob, and they're all just like unaffected by the question. Did
3: you have your folks come over?
1: Live, <laughs> they just ignore it too. No,
6: well, I mean, I'm sorry they even had to know about it. They can't afford to come here, and I
1: just assume they didn't. And that's another thing that was kind of weird. It's like, well, we have to let your parents know. It's like, why? You're an adult. Exactly. Like, I'm assuming he's over 18. Like, well, I have no idea why you have to, like, you have to tell my mom. Very strange. no, They don't know my mom. So John Boy um, comes up with um some ideas. You know,
5: you know, maybe it's a good thing that this happened anyway. You crazy? No, I think I've got
1: a... <laughs> <Are> you crazy? <laughs> crazy. <laughs> you smoking some of that Ben stuff? My line of
5: defense yeah. worked out. All right.
1: You see, it's the system that's at
5: fault. I shouldn't have to be responsible for your conduct. Your honor is a personal thing. Now, hold on. Daddy, just wait a minute. I mean, I may be my brother's keeper, but that doesn't mean I have to be his watchdog. Why can't the professors stay in the rooms during the exams? If they want to catch cheaters, then let them do the looking. Don't set friends against each other. The whole system is wrong. I think that's the line of defense we have to use. I
6: think if you take that line, we're both going to be out on our ears. Can I say something? I think you're going off half-cocked.
5: Don't you agree with me? It's
6: not
3: the point whether I agree with you or not. I think what's upsetting you is that you had to turn in your friend. Now, I may not like that any more than you, but don't listen to Mary Ellen. Don't put yourself on trial and don't put the system on trial.
1: Don't listen to Mary Ellen. <laughs> that's
2: that's I had forgotten that line. That's a great line. Don't
1: listen to her. Don't listen to Mary Ellen. Um let's see. It gets you nowhere. Now, as, um, there's a lot of stuff going on now. There's a lot of tension in the house. So, Jason, I I thought this was a nice little moment from Jason.
5: Uh You know what I told you about, Ben? Yeah? Well, I think we ought to forget all about it for now. There's been enough commotion around here as it is. No need for any commotion,
4: Jason. Ben is indulging in an expensive and nasty habit, and I intend to nip it in the bud.
1: Now, what has been going on? Uh, One of their guests... Um, have to go in front of a board and talk about the fact that he cheated. Yeah, what And John,
2: <laughs> John Boy had the emotional trauma of having to report him. Right. The chicken escaped.
1: The chicken escaped. <laughs> yeah, that's about you it. Know? That's about it. Yep, that's it. Were they eating chicken? Actually, I don't remember there being a chicken.
2: <laughs> Do you? We, I we didn't. Have to, we have to go can either.
1: I, I'm just kind of sorry i just thought of that on the table i don't know if they were actually eating chicken the magic of technology all right here we go um oh no there were dumplings remember he said oh that's right he mentioned them i guess chicken dumplings i don't know what dumplings are i think it's like a pasta type thing right i think
2: they mean different things to different groups of people like in the south it would mean something different than but that's where they are in China,
1: yeah i wonder i mean it looks like it could be a bunch of chicken right there or something but i wonder if they they had to uh they didn't catch the chicken and, uh, yeah. and i'm not, not sure so is he wearing a bulletproof vest here <laughs> it's a catcher's um outfit that's what it looks uh. like right it looks like um, a bulletproof catcher's um, outfit. Um, Sorry, I, I missed my uh, spot. All right, now I know where I'm going. <laughs> Into the future. So, um, let's see. Grandpa says he finds Ben, and he's like, let's go fishing.
4: And... Yeah, Grandpa? Oh,
1: there you are. Ben, I'm going fishing. Won't you come along? Sure, Grandpa. Visually it was it's a funny scene when he calls Ben and he thinks he's in that like little soddy. and <laughs> he's like behind him and yes. kind of startles him. Um now one of the things, and I'm sure you've seen it and you had the same exact thought. The only People who are more dangerous with cutting wood are the Waltons versus um, the Ingalls, because when when they're the um, the mill on Little House in the Prairie, you know they're really cutting and you know it looks very dangerous. This is a death trap. This is the scariest thing ever. It's like a twenty inch wheel with you know <laughs> blades all over it. Um, yes, it just looks so scary. At least on Little House. The um, the table saw is sunken a little bit. Right. This is like just an exposed blade. So dangerous.
2: Yeah. You don't want to let your toddlers wander out there.
1: No. Or but you could get there. hit
2: just walking to the creek, you know?
1: Well, some people get hit right in the face and they have to get surgery like <laughs> John Boy. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Well, let's just relax.
1: If that happened to me, I don't think I would be very comfortable going right back to work on their mill. But he does.
2: He's resilient.
1: Yeah.
4: And let them make up their minds.
1: Well, they are mountain people. (laughs) It's one thing that we have to remind ourselves over and over again. Yeah, they're they're mountain people. That's another thing. I didn't like their family. You know, we go to the other mountain and we meet the other Waltons.
2: Yes. I did not like them at all. Yeah, they're scary.
1: Um... The whole thing, I just didn't like it at all. Something about those no. episodes. And I believe those were season finales.
4: Grandpa, you smoking? A lot of things you don't know about me, young man.
1: Where did he get the cigarettes, I wonder? I don't know. Yeah. Come on, have one. Maybe
2: he's had them mustache no. for 20 years.
1: <laughs> it's definitely possible.
2: Oh, no, thank
4: you. Go ahead. When a young man gets to be your age, he generally tries to smoke on the side just to see what it feels like, generally on corn silk. Now go ahead and have one. No, really, I can't. Come on, I insist.
1: Yeah, just try one. No filtering these. Sit back and enjoy it. (laughs) Sit back and enjoy it. Look at him. He's like a pro there, Grandpa. I think they're both smokers, (laughs) if I had to guess. Yeah? Deeper, deeper.
4: (coughs) Can you you blow a smoke ring? I think I can. Try it. Oh, that's no good at all. Go ahead, try another. Come on. Can I put it out now, Grandpa? Oh, no, I think you ought to practice blowing smoke rings some more. Well, not right now, Grandpa. No time like the present. Get your technique down pat. Come ahead. Well, this one's finished. Well, come on, have another. Go ahead, have another here. Grandpa? Go ahead. You know, smoking is like anything else in this world. In order to do a thing, you've got to learn how to do it right. Go ahead, inhale. I want you to go ahead and practice blowing some smoke rings. Inhale, deep. In order to do so, you have to make a perfect round O. Go ahead, inhale.
1: Hmm. So this is also around the period of time where I, I think a lot of kids... Um, I, I think kids are always smoking, really. But... In the early 70s, it was like one of these things where they were really pushing PSAs on it. And I'm imagining that this was a little bit of part of that.
2: Mm
4: -hmm. Grandpa, did someone tell on me? What do you mean? Well, Jason's been snooping around me all week. Did he see me smoking and tell? I cannot tell a lie, Ben. Yes, he was worried about you. (laughs) Why? Because he didn't want the same thing to happen to you that happened to him. Like when Daddy caught him? (laughs) That's right. Go ahead. I think I've had enough, Grandpa. For how long, Ben? Maybe forever. Grandpa, did your pa want you to stop smoking? Yes, indeed he did. But you smoked anyway. Not after he did to me what I have just done to you. I I haven't smoked, at least not till today. Excuse me, Grandpa.
1: <laughs> so I guess it makes you nauseous. <laughs> I'm I'm just not really sure. It just I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't know. We're not the we're not experts. Um, so let's see, they come home. Ben has this look on his face, and um, it's just kind of really great. Um, Tom is outside just kind of hanging out with Reckless, <laughs> making himself at home, which I just think is great.
4: Nice mess of fish for your supper. Oh, they look real good. Hey, you okay, Ben? You look a little funny. Excuse me. <laughs> What's wrong with him? That well, we've both been having a battle between our stomach and our conscience. I hope it's settled by supper.
1: <laughs> I love his little sayings. Like he, he has like these like wise little quips. I guess. Yeah, he has a mantra for everything. Yeah, that's it. He he seems like. Um, and we also later on we do get into a little bit a deeper um, aspect of him and how much more of a thinker he is than your average like mountain man. I would say he's also smarter than somebody like his son. Like, do, yeah. do you think grandpa is more intellectual than um, John senior?
2: <laughs> I don't think he's more intellectual. I think he's more in, I think he's more ph- philosophical. Yeah. Maybe. That's... Um, but he also has the wisdom that comes with age.
1: Yeah. But he seems like he really has it together. Like he really has um, an answer for everything. Um, nothing surprises grandpa. <laughs> it
2: but, really doesn't except his heart attack.
1: Oh, uh, they had to make him that bedroom outside. Yeah, that was the best. Yeah, that was, that was actually pretty cool. So let's see, John, John boy has an idea.
5: What? According to this catalog, there are provisions in the honor code. Fences can be considered either major or minor, and you can't get kicked out of school for a minor offense.
6: Well, what do you suppose a
5: minor offense is? They don't know. Well, it doesn't say here, but we've got till Monday to come up with
1: one. John Boy is laughing and like Tom's like, great.
2: <laughs> Tom doesn't have the hope that John Boy is exuding.
1: John Boy is just high or something. <laughs> I like to imagine John Boy is like smoking weed or something like that. And his whole life, Tom's whole life is on like some pothead's um, shoulders. So um, <laughs> it could be. Who knows? So, um, they go off. They go off to their meeting. They're nervous. Tom's dad shows up. Should I play this scene where he kind of comes in?
3: I guess. Yeah. You know a boy, Tom Povich? Tom? Well, sure I do. My name's Walton, John Walton. Is my son here? Well, no, he's not. Well, how'd you know he was staying here? I got a letter and when I came to Westham, they told me at his dormitory that he went to John Walton's house.
1: Now, this accent is straight out of like Queens and Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Yeah, I couldn't, I can't really identify it. So I'm glad you have an idea.
1: I'm thinking that they might be Italian, but their last name is Povich, so, which might be Polish or something. That's I what
2: I was thinking, but
1: they seem Italian.
3: Sure. Well, he's with my son right now. He's over at the university tom has a hearing today is there a
2: bus to the school
1: do you notice john senior squints 100 percent of the time he does <laughs> he's always like squinting like the sun's in his eyes all indoors outdoors <laughs> especially when he's talking yeah
3: i'm afraid not last one left for town
1: it's amazing
3: tell you what why don't i drive you over to university I'd appreciate that. <laughs> you wait right here. I'll get my jacket. We'll be off.
1: And that's John Walton in a nutshell. Just met this guy, right? But your yes. friend, your dead, i mean, you're the dad of Tom. You're my friend. You know, I'll do. I'll go and drive thirty miles, no problem. Now, this little scene right here—I don't know what the point of it is, but I watched it about three times. I just think it's so weird. The way that grandpa smiles at Tom's dad.
2: <laughs> it's creepy.
1: It is. He's just uncomfortable. <laughs> what oh is, my gosh. Did you ever notice? That? It's very creepy. looks so uncomfortable. He's like, stop looking at me.
2: (laughs) I don't blame him. I I don't know. I can't believe I've never noticed that before. (laughs) So
1: many... Well, one thing that I noticed, and a lot of people said that, I pointed it out, they didn't notice, is in the very first episode where John Boy is approaching um, Miss Beetle. (laughs) And he's holding an (laughs) axe, you know? (laughs) And it's like... (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel like if somebody's approaching me with an axe and they're like, "You come home with me to my family." It's like a murder. Yeah. And he has it behind his back when he's approaching her. It's like a really creepy little scene actually if you start taking it out of context.
2: It is. I can see that.
1: Um so let's see John Boy is going to talk about um the first steps of um his ideas.
5: I'm not going to deny that Tom Povich is guilty. But I would like to ask of you.
1: That's a nice tie. <laughs> I mean, I-, I couldn't wear a bow tie, but that is a really well done tie right there. Is it that his? Is. Yeah, right. I wonder who. I think he ties his own ties. Not Probably everyone. Homemade. You can't just pull off a, tie- a bow tie. You have to be the right kind of person.
5: Punishment be reduced from a major offense of the
1: honor code to a minor So, I got to ask the question Did you have like a crush on John Boy when you were a young girl? Like, was he like somebody who you, you know, kind of thought of as this cool, like, teenager type of, you
2: know? No. I think I was just a little too young to be crushing. Okay. And um, of course, I watched the reruns later, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of what I mean.
1: Yeah, like later on.
2: They, I kind of like um, some shows you'd watch, and it was you felt like you knew the people. And this is was one of those shows for me. I felt like they were friends or relatives or something like that. It, it seemed more like that. Okay. Um, but I I was a crusher on other shows, but not like Little House or The Waltons or certain shows that I consider sacred.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Walton. That
2: made me sound super
1: crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: Cheating has never been regarded as a
1: minor violation. I just can't believe I never watched The Waltons. It was never on, on television in New York. It was always on TV. Not oh. in New York. We had, um, we had Little House and Buck Rogers, you know. It was never, gotcha. as far as I know, just, it was not in the rotation. Maybe it was on at the same time as Little House on another channel. And I chose Little House. Could as be. Possible. I,
2: I I have to say it probably wasn't on like in the Midwest. It probably wasn't on as much in syndication as uh, Little House. Yeah. Because Little House appealed more to kids, and I think you in the after-school hours you're programming to kids.
5: Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm aware of that. But there's nothing in the rules to indicate that under extenuating circumstances it couldn't become one.
1: And They're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, look. Is he right? He might be. The way they're like looking and everything, it's kind of funny. Um, Now, in the car ride to college, we have John talking to um, Father Povich. And let's see. Mr. Povich wants Tom to go home. He's kind of... He has a little bit of experience with this. Doesn't that
2: seem odd to you? Because... I mean, why would you want your kid to leave college?
1: But, well, I'm going to play this. Um, I know. He, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he has that one the... story. He has that fear.
2: Yes.
3: Don't look so worried, Mr. Bovitch
1: I mean, maybe um, if you knew Howard Eckert, you, you would change your mind about college, too. Yeah, maybe.
3: My son feels confident he can work things out so Tom can stay in school. No. Right. He's a persuasive talker when he gets going. Tom don't belong there. He never did. You saying you don't want your son to stay in school? I came here to take him home where he belongs. Tom wants something different for himself. Don't you want that for him? No. I've seen what happens when someone wants more. My neighbors, their boy, Howard Eckert, he went away to a college. He comes home now all dressed up once a year, maybe, he don't even stay over. He talks fancy, he acts fancy, thinks he's better than everybody, him and his
1: fancy wife. <laughs> his fancy wife. I want to meet this Howard Eckert. Exactly. Right? He's his fancy wife and fancy everything.
2: And just because you know a fancy guy doesn't mean that everybody's going to turn fancy. Yeah.
1: Thinks he's better than everyone else.
2: father.
3: Tom couldn't be that way. Nothing could make him that way. Howard Eckert's father thought that about his son too.
1: Womp womp! So what, you're <laughs> never going to let your kid grow up? Jeez. Um... This is like kind of a long scene. I'm not going to play it just because basically talking about how how Tom works really hard. I mean, it's really – that's the truth of the matter. That's um, how he – if he gets hurt, it's unfair in um, John Boy's opinion because if he gets hurt or if he gets below a C average, he's cut. Um, I do think that it is kind of unfair that if uh, sports – scholarship if you were to get hurt that you would have to leave that i do think is a bit unfair. that's bad yeah um but we like tom enough we know he works really hard <laughs> um he does let's see he gives his case i think that john boyd gives a pretty good case saying how he just feels as though he should be um this should just be excused and should be a minor infraction instead of being taken so seriously, right? Uh, let's. See. You know, it's inter-
2: It's interesting with with Tom. I would I would love to have seen him be a character in some of those one shot characters on any show. You kind of wish would stay around, but it made me think about how John Boy doesn't really have any friends right. that he doesn't share with the rest of his family. It's Like, can't you make some friends?
1: Well, there was that one girl who stole his book.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: She wasn't so <laughs> right. She wasn't so useful in the story, in the world of the Waltons, <laughs> with her fancy car. Yeah. Um, She was crazy, right? I forget her name. She was nuts. She was kind of sick. What was her name? Hmm?
2: No, oh, I don't bonko.
1: know her name. I'm, she was Bonker. She said Bonko. Oh, So John has one last thing that he wants to say, though, about how difficult it was for him to turn in his friend.
5: Something else that I would like to say as well. Uh, The idea of turning my friend in was very painful to me. And
1: I wasn't even sure that I could... This guy's like, what, what, are you talking about feelings now? What is this? (laughs) Yeah. It's 1935. That guy's creepy. Yeah, this guy. He looks like... um, He really looks familiar to me. I think he looks like Lars Ulrich from Metallica, the drummer. But I don't know if you know who that is. (laughs) it.
5: It was Tom Povich that made me do it. And it was Tom who refused to allow me to jeopardize my own scholarship and who insisted that we come here to you together. Now, this is an honor council, and I hope from all of this, you'll be able to see that Tom Povich is certainly an honorable man. And please don't just let a momentary lapse in judgment destroy what, what I think is an honorable dream.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that's really, um, really interesting about what Tom wants to do is to become an attorney and then go back to his town so that he can represent the other minors. Um,
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that's, a really honorable ambition. All
1: right, so I found a picture of Lars Ulrich, if you want to... I'll bring it on here. Um, I think he looks kind of similar. What do you think? Yeah? (laughs) I don't know. I think it looks sort of like that guy. It could be related to him. Not John Boy, but...
2: No.
1: um, So, let's see. They all go out there. um, This little... Little. This whole discussion has changed um, Tom's dad's mind about where he belongs and he feels as though he belongs in school. Of course, it is a bad time to feel this way because any second now he could be thrown out. So it's really cutting it close with these feelings. It is. Um, They get called back in. The verdict is in. I think they spoke. Verdict. They probably ordered like Subway Heroes and talked about it. And then they. (laughs) I don't know. How long do you think they what a power uh, talked tr- about it? Yeah, it really is. Like we have his whole life, you know, here, but they are taking it very seriously. I'll say that. That's true. Not like a bunch of idiots who probably would do it now. Do you think that they've real, st- I just don't believe that they would give students the power to do this in any university.
2: I think, I think they might because part of it is, is, um, I think a lot of colleges have some type of council. Um, and this might be one of the duties, but yeah. I could see it not being that way, too. It probably varies a lot.
1: Yeah, because you can constantly see that the decisions that are being made are immature. Um, yeah. Or they're not just, I don't know, it's it just something about it feels wrong. But I feel as though these guys and I started kind of questioning whether or not they were students or not. Like maybe they were just very young teachers. Maybe. I think they're students.
0: Boatwright University by unanimous...
1: No professor in this university would wear this um, Argyle sweater. (laughs) Come on.
0: Vote. It
2: just looks so hot.
0: Finds Thomas Povich guilty of both cheating on his exam and lying when he signed his pledge. A second vote was taken on Mr. Walton's motion to reduce punishment to a minor offense... Subject to approval of the dean, the council, by majority vote, has agreed to reduce your conviction to that of a minor offense. However, should there be a second offense, it will mean your immediate dismissal from the college.
1: Now, this is another thing that um, maybe I tend to think that people 90 years ago were just far more serious than they are nowadays. And maybe I'm just kind of thinking that I'm comparing it to kids now, not kids, but young adults now. I just don't think that young adults, for the most part, could be serious enough to make a decision like this without having, like, some type of power trip.
2: I think that, I think you're right, because I I think that students now would be much more willing to stand up and say, hey, this isn't right. Like, I'm not doing this.
1: Right, right. It just, yeah, it seems like too much responsibility.
2: I mean, it would be fun to be on the council and determine everyone's fate. But on the other hand... I mean, most of the students are paying to go there. But right? Why like, should they have are, to put,
1: put up with that? What are we paying for? Like, why am I disciplining my fellow peers? <laughs>
2: right. Do
1: um, your job,
2: people. If you can't maintain, if you can't ensure there's no cheating going on in your own classroom, how how is that suddenly the student's responsibility?
1: Right, because you can't sit there because you need a smoke break or something. <laughs> right. You have to go down to the the pub and get wasted while they're studying. I mean, while they're taking a test. So, this whole word of honor, um, and I, I don't know, it just seems like a super mature and unfortunately outdated type of agreement that they're about to um, embark upon.
0: Now, I'll ask you if you are willing to give us your word of honor here and now. Your word of honor as a gentleman, Mr. Povich.
6: I give my word.
0: As mandatory in the conviction of a minor offense, you are hereby suspended from classes and from this campus for a period of one week.
1: One week is that retroactive? Ooh. He already didn't he already miss a day? Yeah, <laughs> the day this day isn't he missing?
2: He is. Yes. Yeah, so
1: I don't think it's a bad so, like, punishment. So, what
2: if he misses a final or something hey. during that week?
1: It's final. It must be finals week. I mean, he just took, you know, a big test. Or maybe it's not final. <laughs> maybe not. Um, let's see. Esther comes out with her homemade lemonade. Excuse me.
4: Because I want to propose a toast to Tom Povich and his future career at Boatwright University. Yeah.
1: Now, I don't like lemonade too much, but this looks like it could be pretty good lemonade. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, it's got the floating lemons in it and everything
6: and i say to john walton jr i hope i get to be as good a lawyer as he is already
4: well i better go now or miss my bike
1: yeah so they agree uh not agree but um he's gonna go and take the bus home um i think it's nice tom asks if he could borrow the car to drive his dad back steals the car never comes back uh. <laughs> Um, we get a nice little voiceover as they all pull away
3: the experience with Tom Povich was one of many I was to encounter as my horizons widened beyond Walton's Mountain they were to expand my own vision and increase my understanding of what I had already been taught from the time I had been a child and while I was a college man and my horizons were expanding, it was still a comfort and a strength to return each night to that house and to go to sleep to the sound of those voices whispering good night.
1: So, House, you know, th- it's so weird. I-, I definitely think that maybe um, Earl Hamner Jr. really liked the Canadian accent because he—if you listen to it—there's so many things that sound Canadian. I'm convinced. It doesn't sound Virginian. I have friends I who grew up I in Virginia. Just doesn't sound I guess right. I don't I can't think
2: of other people from Virginia that I know.
1: <laughs> they have a little bit of a you know, a little a little mm-hmm. bit of a syrupy little droll type of twang. Mm-hmm.
2: A little he twang. left he left uh really early in his life, so I don't know.
1: But he talks like Maybe this he's now. With <laughs> when I'm sitting Medium. in that house, who's? Yes. He's very proper. He enunciates, but um. And as we get with, I'm going to guess every Walton's episode. At the end, we get yeah. Um, the goodnight. good night. Night, Elizabeth.
4: Good night, Jim Bob. Good night, Ben. Good
5: night, Ben. He's in the bathroom. Reggie reckon he's smoking his cigarettes in there? I don't think so. How can you tell? Because he's got his tobacco sack hidden
1: out in the barn. John?
3: Go to sleep, <laughs> Ben. <laughs> uh,
1: we did it. We made it to the end. Of the we episode. did. I thought this was a fun episode.
2: Yeah, I really like it. I don't think I would have liked it as much with a different actor in the role of Tom. I don't know. That actor lended a lot of uh, credibility to the the part, I thought. Uh,
1: You know, it would be kind of interesting if um, instead of a male, they chose a female to be uh, in Tom's situation. That would be very interesting.
2: An attractive female. Yeah,
1: a love interest even. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There you go. Well, Suzanne, thank you so much for doing this. Um, still working the kinks out on the Waltons podcast. But seems well, thanks to be, for having me. Yeah, I'm so anytime. Glad to try- I hope you want to do another one. That'd be a lot of fun. Sure. Anytime. Yeah, there's so many. Uh, there's so many. And another thing, I don't know if I mentioned this to you. Um, I've said it on the show before on episodes that haven't been released yet. But do you want to throw a guess out there of how many – Crossover actors are in The Waltons and Little House in the Prairie. If you had to guess how many characters, how many actors were on at least one episode?
2: 47.
1: Over 200. <gasps> Isn't that crazy? That's insane. Yeah. I, I've compiled the list and I'll publish it one of these days. Wow. But it's nuts. It's really, really crazy. And even in the first episode, we, of course, have the lovely Charlotte Stewart.
2: Yes. Um, but Did yeah. she talk about that in her book? I can't remember.
1: You know, I, I have to go back and I have to ask about that. Um, she's agreed to come on here at some point. <laughs> she's just super busy. So. Well, I wanted her to her be beat. on the first episode, but it just yeah. wasn't working out. She was doing those tours and stuff like that. Right. She's busy with her beetle bags. Good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's another thing for Walton's fans who want to reach out to Charlotte Stewart, maybe get her to make a Walton's beetle bag. Um, that would be fabulous. She sent me an eraser head one, you know, because she was in a movie, Eraserhead, And yeah, I didn't I, you didn't know she was in that. No, you got to look it up. I mean, it might, you might not love the movie. I don't know if you're into like that kind of kind of crazy avant-garde David Lynch type of stuff. But if you just go on YouTube and just type, you know, Charlotte Stewart eraser, you get a couple of her scenes and she's very, very young. And, um, she's great in it. Actually.
2: I saw her in the VD film though.
1: <laughs> oh, I what is that? I don't know what that is.
2: Oh, she, yeah, she, ah,
1: she's she in plays venereal this. Disease film.
2: And it's kind of fun.
1: You know, it's funny. You bring yeah, up I VD. I watch you
2: again i haven't watched it since i was a kid really and i probably didn't
1: (laughs) i keep seeing vd vd is such a 70s term
2: it is you
1: know like i remember in good times like vd was like a big thing and i I would at the time i asked my mother i'm like what's vd and she's like i don't know why they're talking about it like that you know she didn't want to explain (laughs) vd sounds awful yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> it really.
2: Is. I just went through a Marcus Welby run, oh, and really? uh, and I was enjoying the VD episodes.
1: <laughs> Marcus Welby, MD. Yeah, I, I get called that. I mean, I get Marcus Aurelius. You know, anything Mark ish, I get called. Mm-hmm. It's the curse of being Mark. <laughs> But, um, oh well. Wow. But Suzanne, thank you again. Thank you so much, and I, I really hope that you come on soon to cover another episode. And uh, sure, I'd love to.